You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanpodcastnetwork.com for a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive, nosedive right into the world of nerdiness that we all love to frolic about in our free time. Thank you for tuning in for a rather spontaneous episode, but one that has been long promised for uh, quite a while, and it is the Q&A number five. It's been a while since I've done one of these. It has not been a while since I have talked with this with the guest today, because he was actually just on about two episodes ago. He's going to be on again uh, here in a few episodes. It's the long-lost Mario brother, Ryan Haas. Hey, Mr. Haas, welcome back. I'm glad to be here. I feel like I'm a... Uh... I don't know. Was on the last Q and A? Am I and I'm like, am I becoming a Q and A stand stand stalwart? Perhaps he, he I'm enjoying be. it. You might be. You got two two notes. There, I think they're ones that you enjoy because it's like there's no homework. You can just this one just kind of happened where we caught the right window. It's like, hey, you want to do mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and you can just hop in and just give your opinion. And it's funny because there, I feel like there was before the episode 50 it'd been a while since you had been on yourself yeah. and then this there's going to be three this summer with you it's like the summer of the sheriff <laughs> yeah <laughs> beep, 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 on the podcast. sheriff house yeah <laughs> yeah I know. it's like um yeah so we'll wait and talk about what that next one you're going to be on um is gonna almost be. spoiled it but uh, we gotta make sure that we that it happens before i can <laughs> that's for, true um yeah we can talk about anyways uh since you were just recently on we've talked about what have you mm. read recently and everything let's just mm. dive into uh the questions that the fine sure. listeners of the batman book club have have sent to us are you ready to roll i am ready all right fantastic uh i think i want to get the one that made me laugh instantly mm. the most out of the way and i didn't even spring this one on you uh, let you know ahead of time. It's Ooh. from uh, a personal, like, big fan of the show, uh, Mr. Ryan Powers. And he <laughs> sent a question and asked, what are your thoughts on Batman peeing himself? Uh, and he's talking about... Well, you, okay, he's oh, talking about... Oh, no, you're about, good, yeah. Okay, so he must be talking about the, the infamous scene in the Kevin Smith story batman, sure is. batman cacophony or widening gyre okay widening i wasn't gyre, sure yeah. which one which one um so yeah i mean i read those both of those kevin smith stories as they came out in single issue form i'm a big kevin smith fan and a big batman fan so it's like a and walt and a big walt flanagan fan too so it's uh those stories are are cool i like them um and uh i think the batman peeing himself thing only became a big deal because kevin smith likes to talk about himself and stuff he does and he made it a bigger deal he brought more attention to it uh than if he would have not talked about it i think you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah everybody hated when bat when everybody hated when batman peed himself i wrote that and he talks about it like a lot every time he talks about that story because like one dude complained about it but uh but yeah like there's a scene in in that um in winding jar i guess right where batman talks yeah he talks in a flashback to baphomet right where he's yeah. like one time i was early on in my career and he was like saving somebody from a burning building or something. Right. Yeah. And, and yep. uh, it was, and he, and Kevin Smith used like a real world, like firefighter story thing. Right. Where, yeah. Like, and yeah, that's, that's where it. he, he kind of, I don't want to say he defended himself slash defended the, the scene and whatnot. And um, yeah, he'd said that he, he wasn't trying to like embarrass Batman or anything like that. Yeah. He was trying to, he was trying to have a moment in the series that 
uh, Batman wasn't an expert at this from the beginning. And just yeah. like, you know, like you just said, firefighters. And that was his example. Like firefighters, sometimes it happens running into like the, in the heat of the yeah. moment, literally. That's like a human like, thing. Like your body, body, have a bodily reaction like that. It happens. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you don't normally read that kind of stuff in comics, especially coming from somebody like Batman. Yeah. Of course, we saw what kind of giant splash that, DC brought upon itself, you know, recently when it decided it should uh, have a say in uh, what uh, Batman can or can't do with, uh, uh, you know, female <laughs> counterparts. So, like, you know, we're no stranger to that, to seeing to seeing that kind of oversight uh, kind of wreak havoc upon the fandom. But uh, but in my opinion, it's like much to do much to do about nothing. Much so to do it's, about nothing. It was it was a cool story point. Well, maybe not cool, but like it made sense in the story. And I was like, that's okay, cool. And I just kind of went on with it. It's, it, it's no, um, it's no Bruce Wayne and Batman damned type of moment in my opinion, but you know, they're I mean, both kind of in that it kind of is, it kind of is. They're both you know kind of in I mean. that. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's true. <laughs> but they're both kind of in that, like, who cares? Why is it? Why is it such a big yeah. deal? Question mark kind of thing in my opinion. So. Yeah. Um, I hope that Mr. Powers is more than satisfied with our answer to that. It did catch me off guard at first, for, but I answered like, oh, yeah, he must be talking about Whitening Tire because he and I, I think he almost tweets me every single day about let's, uh, let's, let's tweet Kevin Smith and get him to finish. <laughs> get him to I know. Finish that arc because the thing is like, I'm still, uh, we just talked in our last episode, I think about like, stories that aren't finished you know like and then my mm -hmm. top two batman that's probably a whole show my top two batman <laughs> stories that aren't finished are you know kevin smith's batman bellicosity and um all-star batman and robin you know but. yep and there's i mean slim chances either one will get finished but basically no chance all-star is going to get finished so uh, why why uh, is that one a no they've been resolicited it as like a Dick Grayson thing, right? A, a yeah, it was going to be a Robin thing, and then that didn't. So, oof, oof. I hope it does one day, Kevin Smith. I hope you get to it. Uh, I let's go hop to a a fan of the show, uh, Mr. BJ Shea. He asked if I can find it. What's an underrated Batman story you would like to see get the animated treatment? Ooh, an underrated these story. these are good. I love these questions because you always get to fantasize about what yeah. if you were in charge, if you were making the decisions, what would the animated Batman movie be? So the key isn't just what do you want to see, but what is an underrated yeah. Batman story? Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm gonna say I would like to see um, Batman Prey. I think Ooh, would you call that one kind of underrated? I don't feel like it's talking I... about. Yeah, I would be underrated. Yeah, especially as like a, a sort of missing link story with that can you could slot into the strange apparitions run, right? Uh, Didn't you guys talk about that? I thought you guys talked about that. In there, that uh, Dark Detective is a post. Is like a because it's a Hugo Strange. Because if you're following Hugo Strange's. Um, okay. True. Okay. Gotcha. That angle. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, like you this could. could have. Yeah, you're like this could have happened in between whatever. Yeah, you could yeah. do that if you needed an animated movie. It it fits well because, I mean, it's you could almost say that I I have no idea if this was it or not, but maybe what we're getting fed from the Batman, uh, as far mm -hmm. as the time period of Batman has been suiting up, Prey is kind of that too. It's not year one, but it's not far past year one. He exists, right. but he is not who we know, um, who we know now as the the full on caped crusader. Uh, but I just think that could be a cool story that not it's not talked about enough, and that's yeah. going to be coming up. Actually, that'll be another episode this year. So, okay, I've talked long enough. Go ahead. What would you say? Um, I got a couple of stories Ooh, that come to mind. Yeah, I got two. Um, and pat out this Q&A a little bit. So uh, the <laughs> first one that that's probably the most relevant one in our current day would be, you know, Darwin Cook's Batman Ego, just because mm. it's, it's, it's short enough to kind of adapt into a nice animated film. It's, you know, it focuses on Batman's like psyche and that's not usually the primary driver of Batman's stories. And, and of course it's Darwin Cook art style. And that's very kind of, uh, 
more of a singular vision than a lot of other um, animated stories you could probably choose from. And we've seen that work really well in animation already with like the new frontier. So that one, that's mm-hmm. kind of like a, you could probably even do that one as a, as a short, to be honest, if you wanted to, you, you could, you could go either way. You could make it a short or you could expand it. Like you could probably do both. Um, so Very that cool. would be a really good one. I think the other one that comes to mind is uh, Batman, the man who laughs. Um that's another like one shot type story. I think it would work um well now that we've seen the killing joke in animation, I think it would work maybe better than that because it's it's got a tighter focus. It's Batman versus Joker, it's their first confrontation. Like you were saying about um about Batman Prey, it's it's you don't have to it's early in Batman's career, but you don't have to retread like a lot of the early origin stuff. And you can really focus on like the first like meeting between batman and the joker uh so there could be a lot of really cool interactions uh, there in that too uh so i think that would be a really cool one to see for sure good call yeah Uh, i would not say no to that one just saying i would do it uh all right moving along now to uh a let's go invasion kicking it off is our our bat brother justin kowalski Rad friends, yes. rad friends, rad friends, rad friends. Oh, TM. Uh, <laughs> is there a story you used to love but now have grown cold on? Ooh, mm. you can go first. Oh, I hate this question because I don't have a. Gr- <laughs> I'd have to. I actually have to think about it. Ooh, I can say so. The first okay. so in. Uh, it's it's not going to be any kind of fun surprise hot take, but probably Batman R.I.P. But okay. Okay. I, I started off not I was loving the ride on that one. So maybe you could say uh I was loving the ride but waiting for the payoff that never came for me. So I was hot about right. it for, you know, whatever the two year build up that it was until the very end. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, I'm kinda cold on this, but then I read it and I was hot, like, okay, I just missed it. So I'll just reread it all again and then the end came and I'm like, Nope, I still don't like it. Uh that's <sighs> yeah, that's what I got right now. You can give your answer, and then I'll see if I have a another one. Yeah, you know, interestingly, on the the Grant Morrison train, I kind of uh, you said Batman R.I.P., and I immediately jumped to Arkham Asylum. Um, <laughs> but and and for me, like I know, like our uh, friend of the show and complaint uh, hoarder Eric Holtzman set. It's one of his <laughs> favorite stories, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know. I say Arkham Asylum just because it's one that I read back in the day because of its prestige and, oh, you got to read it. It's the best thing ever. And it's one that I read was like, okay, I'm sure it's really, you know, I see why people like it, but it's one I don't really revisit like much at all. And so it's one of those that I don't know, like it took me a long time to warm up to the Dark Knight Returns, for example, but Arkham Asylum is just one that I just haven't fallen in love with as much as um as other people have like maybe when i first read it like like justin was saying like i was like okay yeah this was cool and stuff but ever since then other stories have kind of uh stuck around in my batman consciousness batman mount rushmore than than that one even even in the um or especially in probably the, the reason why is because grant morrison has gone on since then to write so many other batman stories with his gigantic you know, his, his gigantic arc that, you know, I think about Batman RIP or, or Batman Incorporated or, you know, Batman and Son, any of the other more modern things that Morrison did, I feel like uh, had more of an impact on the character than Arkham Asylum did. So I think that might be where I land even again as another Grant Morrison one, because back I raised my concerns for Mr. Holzman when we recorded that episode Mm, and mm -hmm. but I I do think when I was just diving into all these classics for the first time and that was one that was always uh, praised is when I needed to run I probably I read it because I thought like I'm supposed to love this I don't get it but it's awesome and it's dark and yeah and yeah definitely upon rereads I got a little bit more confused than I actually was like enjoying and loving and connecting everything to so right right uh not i don't know that there is a batman story that i can flat out 
say that like I used to read and really loved it. Now I will not read now. There's usually mm-hmm. bat if it's that way, it's Batman stories I started to read and didn't like and I won't read them. <laughs> right. Right. Like, or uh, arts you didn't already like. Like for me, it's like the, the dang Tom King run. I'm just like, not for me. Not I for kept you? reading it. I read it as it came out and I was just like, nope, nope. Uh, didn't get better. Nope. Like I could reread it, but I don't want to. That's 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 kind of what you were saying. It's like I didn't like it and I didn't like it enough to be like. I don't really feel like I need to read it again because I got it. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And hey, that's <laughs> Tom King's the Zack Snyder of Batman comics. Basically, you, you just mm, say Tom kinda? King Batman on Twitter and it just <laughs> both sides are <laughs> yeah. go after each other for some odd reason. But okay. Uh, for me, it would be Neil Adams' Odyssey. I... <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I'm done with that. Or uh, yeah, or his uh, follow-up, Batman versus Rachel Ghoul. It's just I, I, there's a word for it. I can't find. It. It's just so. It's weird. It's just so like why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's got a Superman one too, but it's just like, yeah, that's a whole story. You should get we should get Jay Oz on here and cover Jay get Jay Oz in here and have y'all do uh, Batman Odyssey. That would be I would love to listen to that episode. <laughs> but then you you would have to read Batman Odyssey. That means I'd have to read it. That's where I praise. I've Hoopla. got it. I thanks won't have to, to buy it. Thanks to Ollie's, I've got the uh, I've got the the hardcover right over here. Did Ollie's yeah. just give it away? <laughs> I think it was like three bucks. <laughs> Please take this. Take this off our hands. Batman and dinosaurs and Neil Adams. I mean, it sounds good on paper, but you read it and it's just so weird nope. and wordy. And One no issue sense. I think I bought and I think I gave it away. Like, nope, I'm good. All right, moving on now to uh, Emmett from Let's Go. Uh-huh. He asks, Superman's identity was recently outed in the comics. Do you think Batman would benefit or be hindered by the same? So you can Did interpret it benefit that Superman. I don't. That's my question. Okay. Uh, so I guess we can interpret ourselves on our definition of benefit and hinder. So for reading enjoyment, I think it would hinder. I I like the secret identity aspect. Yes. Uh, it 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 can take away some of the fun, some of the intrigue and stuff in storytelling. If as much as we want it to be like. Bruce, just tell everybody you're Batman so that you don't have to be put on this false face, you know, and yeah. all that. But it would take away a lot too. And uh, I, I, so that's just from the reading enjoyment level. I want him to have a secret identity. I don't want him to go uh, MCU Tony Stark um, with that. But also Tony for, Stank. for a... <laughs> <laughs> for reading purposes so now let's talk about like in the context of the story uh i think you can get some you can get some good we've gotten it over the years in different media of villains that find out bruce wayne's alter ego mm-hmm. and, and how mm-hmm. he can then go they can target you know alfred wayne manor and, yeah. and such and that's good but it's like that's limited for a story Sure. If everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, how long can you keep writing comics when that's that's out and about? And I just prefer it. I don't want I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, to, like conversely, so I haven't read all these, but in terms of a, uh, well, Batman comics have kind of in recent years done some sort of like status quo, major shakeup, shift kind of stuff. And the most recent one, obviously, has been with, like, Future State and Joker War, where Bruce Wayne's fortune got, you know, messed up or whatever. So, like, didn't that kind of achieve some of that, right? Like, with I didn't read Dark Detective yet, and I want to, but, like, didn't they – isn't that part of that kind of narrative where, like, Batman? he's got to be Batman, but with, like, no help or whatever? He's he's dead to the public. He's dead. He doesn't have – the money or anything yeah. like that either so He's that's kind of stripped a, away yeah so that's kind of a thing like kind of like that where you could change the status quo change the story up or whatever um it does reinform the character of you know that he's batman so even when you take everything away at like that's part of that's him he is batman he can get through anything yeah so that part i do like but also i do like that batman mm-hmm has Wayne Manor and a Batmobile and gadgets and, and stuff too. Stuff. It's like, yeah. I, I just like all that yeah. more than stripped I mean, down. 
Yeah, like it works for Tony Stark. I can't really speak to the Superman thing because Bendis lost me really early on in his run. I was so into that Superman run, then Bendis started, and then as soon as he like took everything that was good away from why I liked reading Superman, <laughs> I stopped uh. reading it. So I, I couldn't really give that whole uh, thing a chance once it got there. You know, I stopped reading it maybe six issues before that. Um, for Batman, yeah, I mean, the Morrison, Grant Morrison kind of touched on it a little bit with his, um, with Batman Incorporated, where it's like, hey, Bruce Wayne is helping Batman by funding him. <laughs> I mean, he went all but, he all but went there um, to bring more of a super public um, spotlight that Bruce Wayne, oh, is connected to Batman somehow. Um, but in general, if it was legit, like, like the Tony Stark thing, um, I mean, he's already like Tony Stark, the, that thing works just because he's a, he's already like Iron Man is like the world, uh, the world's hero and contracted, not contracted, but like he's out in the open, does he can kind of do whatever where Batman relies on the secret identity. He relies on being an urban legend. He relies on the shadows and the darkness and the the anonymity and the, and the power of that as the symbol. Mm -hmm. um, so many things rely on that. And just to have like uh, any one person associated with like this person is Batman um, would hurt the character. So. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Like you said, I don't know how this plays out for Superman. I have not up on Superman or anything like that. So um, yeah, there you go. Just that's just our opinion. It's going to hinder his name. Javi, the bond is not enough. Uh, a BOF contributor, Javi, who's been on this show a few times and is going to come back again to talk about Batman Prey. He asks, mm. riddle me this, whose Batman run is trippier? Morrison with Return of Bruce Wayne or Snyder with Metal? We're talking... We're, Hashtag man. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, welcome to Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a man. Grant Morrison's getting some good run on this Q &A he is. show. I would we're not say, speaking really highly of him. <laughs> I, well, yeah. Well, to this question though, so I have not. I read all of Dark Knight's Metal with, um, uh, with with all you know this, the main story and all the the tie-ins and stuff. I have not read uh, Death Dark Knight's Death Metal, uh, but even not having read that, I will still go with Morrison because that is that is a Batman arc whereas metal is more of a batman's the focus of it but it's more of a dc universe arc especially from what i've heard of the sec of death metal like it's le even less of a batman um so and even though it's like metal and trippy and dark whatever like the other one the the morrison run is is and i know hobby is a huge fan of of, of the morrison run like mm -hmm. it, it rely it relies on the trippy stuff in batman's own history to yeah. make to make sense, both try to make sense of it and to make a new story out of it. And it, and it still makes sense in its own unique way. And so what Morrison was able to do with it, like not, it's not just trippy, but it's like a good statement on the character and transformative and taking the old and making something new out of it. So there's a lot of, of worth in, um, in that Morrison run as, as giant and uh, unwieldy as it may be to take up what, how many Omnibi does it take up two or three? Three. <laughs> three. three yeah. See those are, there you go. I mean, oh, well, it's like night, it's its own nightfall, I guess. Um, Cause nightfall also took, took up three Omnibi, but, um, but yeah, I would go with easily go with, uh, go with the Morrison run for being trippier. Oh, it's trippier. Okay. Is that what uh, well, the question was? Whose Batman run is trippier? So yeah. I think Snyder's metal stuff is trippier and therefore it's, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I mean, Morrison's, yeah, it is a little trippier, but it's I mean, also, Batman Zurinar and visions and he goes just, back in time. And, yeah. So return of Bruce Wayne is him going back through time, but each chapter up until the final, the sixth book is very grounded so yes the first one is caveman but it is like he's fighting other humans and the next issue was like in colonial time so he was a pilgrim and like it was pretty much grounded and like somebody was almost like witchcrafty kind of stuff and then the next one i think was uh the pirate not yeah, chapter three was the pirate, and that still seemed a little grounded. And the fourth was the Wild West, grounded. The fifth was a noir story. 
Whereas all yeah. the metal stuff is total like, I don't know what's the, it is, what's, it's, the what's the dark side term or dark side usually uses. What do you shoot Batman with and kill him? In oh, Final the Omega Crisis? sanction. Omega, Omega, Omega stuff. Yeah. I see Omega in a comic, and New I don't know what it is. Stuff. I'm out. Like I can't. Oh, that's really? Just the, not cur- my the Kirby thing. Crackle? You're not a Kirby Crackle fan? No, that's just not my. It's not my jam. Well, see, that's Snyder's... what I'm saying. It's it's because it, you know that that whole metal run. It's 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 more about the DC universe, yeah. right? Uh, and so for that's why I would choose Morrison because it's it takes the Batman stuff specifically and goes mm. as trippy with it as it can, but still has the content. I don't know. It's it, I would choose go there because it's more of a Batman. Okay, there you go. The right, our first, our first fight. We're fighting right now. <laughs> we each chose something different. Um, so there you go. All right, Chris Evans, uh, another Let's Go member here. He says, "Which story do you think has had a bigger impact on modern day oh, Batman books? Chris Long Evans Halloween, his... <laughs> Year One, or The Dark Knight Returns? Also, isn't Tynan the best? <laughs> Let's go with oh, that last goodness. part first. Hell no." <laughs> on the we're Batman gonna disagree run. again oh well okay on the batman run. <laughs> let's stick with the batman run because he's done okay. other stuff that i am a massive fan of yes. teenage mutant ninja turtles mm-hmm. and i'm currently a huge fan of his joker uh storyline mm. story run and his detective comics run though i didn't it wasn't th- like my i love jam. it it's got its own omnibus i think there is a way to say that something is good just not for you and oh, yes. i'm like I that I wasn't I was bugged for the reasons I've said so many times on here, so I apologize. Uh, that it wasn't focused on Batman, even though it was Detective Comics. That doesn't mean that it wasn't written well or anything either. Mm-hmm. So I won't say that that one was bad. Uh, his Batman stuff is bad. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> so which which story do you think has had a bigger mm, impact on modern day modern Batman day books? So let's Batman talk about like books. now the past I don't know what 10, 15 years. <sighs> because I would uh-huh. say. Uh, year one and Dark Knight Returns came both came out before you and I were born, and The Long Halloween came out when we were, uh, you know, nine and ten. Yeah. So now, like, I would have said Year One and Dark Knight Returns was, uh, I and this isn't just because The Long Halloween's my favorite. I think a lot of stuff is it does dig into The Long Halloween and tries to fit that that's that stuff so i'd almost feel like it'd be long halloween or year one but i'm gonna give the edge to the long halloween so yeah i mean it is an interesting question and uh yeah. chris evans loves his uh <laughs> for science which, you know for science <laughs> which which has the biggest impact things it's kind of like i i wish i could choose none of them because when you if you if you cross out modern day batman books what story has had the biggest impact on comics like then it would be the dark knight returns but which one has had the bigger impact on modern day batman books that just depends on the kind of the the whoever is currently the over the main arcs of the stories wouldn't you say like wouldn't oh gosh like would it wouldn't Tynan's run be more closely influenced by the long Halloween, wouldn't you say? Whereas maybe uh, like the King run might be more Dark Knight Returns-y. I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to to take that question and go. But I think I would probably agree with you if you had to generalize it, maybe long Halloween. When you said, if you said none of those, was it because you had another option, like a write-in? Or not, you're just saying, I don't think those three. I would my my quintessential answer these days is Hush, which okay. is is a contemporary of Long Halloween, just because it's a long form story and has all the villains and it's written yep. by Jeff Loeb. Yep. Um, bingo, bingo, I, I, bingo. Yeah, and so so I think you can trace it if you can do that. You can trace it back, then it would be the Long Halloween because I I've I've said a few times here that I just I think Hush is like the nexus point of like modern DC comic storytelling. So. Yeah. So if, if you trace a line from The Dark Knight Returns which to Hush, which itself is like kind of, uh, con- you know, a contemporary of The Long Halloween, it's also a story that was told in the pages of the monthly comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is year one, but it's almost its own 
it, it almost isn't you know like it's its own thing but yeah so long halloween all right we worked it out for science yeah oh swamp things podcast from mr robert reinecke and <laughs> funny enough he will be uh returning to the show later this year for the Dark Knight returns yeah. 35th anniversary it's gonna be a we're all gonna go to school that day i'm gonna shut up and listen to mr reinecke uh spit some truths about the dark knight returns for two hours probably i'm just gonna just just go rob teach us everything teach us everything about dark knight returns he says what's your first batman comic it's like what was your first batman comic yes you know i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure we've had this um question on a q a before but I had to look it up to remember exactly the issue, but yeah, my first one it was was Batman 460 uh, with Catwoman on the cover. That nice uh, Norm Brayfogle Catwoman on the front, yeah. Batman in the in the moonlight cover. And I believe your first one was very close, like in that same. I think yours is what 457. Yep. Was that yours? No, it was in that same era though, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. You ready? It was, a, it was a, yeah. Detective Comics 612. Oh, okay. Also drawn by Bray Fogel. Yes. Catman and Catwoman and a big cat are like in silhouettes and Batman <laughs> is on the ground with covered in cats and scratches. What and number? Defeated. 612. 612. going to type there it in go. quick, right? Aha. Got it. Yep. It's one of my favorite covers too. Uh, that one's, it just, I don't know what it was about it. It scared the hell out of me. Yeah. I don't know why. It yeah, I knew it was. I knew it I... for both of it was. It was like a uh, a Brayfogle Catwoman <laughs> cover. Fun story. So that was like it. What that it's hard for me to know exactly, but that is definitely like if it wasn't the one and only first, it was like in a batch of first, and that's what I remember. And uh, at the time, see this how I know I was so little because I, I wasn't going to school yet, and my mom was a babysitter. And there was always nap time in the afternoons and the kids slept, the kids that she babysat took a nap in our, my brother and I's room. And I didn't go to sleep. I didn't have to take a nap that day. And then when we went in there time to wake up, they had gotten into our shit, including comic books and just tore them to shreds. Mm, mm -hmm. Included in that pile was detective comics, Six Twelve, torn to shreds. Oh, and it was heartbreaking. Because that as I always say too, small town Indiana didn't have a comic shop. They didn't have right. back issues or anything like that. So I I didn't have that comic anymore, and that and I couldn't go to couldn't go to Hoopla and check it out. So I was just screwed for your for years. And then I've also referenced how like my uncle gave me a, a big stack of comics and um, gave my brother he gave me a Batman run and my brother got Detective run and my included in that was 612 my brother just gave me that one i was like oh my mm-hmm. god yes and i still have it <laughs> still have it in the long box so um there you go that's a, a long answer but there you go mr reineke moving on now to mr austin rodriguez he says who has the best batman run and why well funny you should ask <laughs> now i'm going to i'm going to put some rules up here uh, it, it's not going to be. I consider that I I say that we can't say. The long Halloween, we can't That's not say a run. hush. Yeah, exactly. That's so a yes, run. It was, hush is a run. It was twelve issues. I mean, I guess, but it was twelve issues. I know, but it's kind of. To me, it's like who had, Tom King has a run. James Tynan on Detective Comics sure. had a run, like sure. long form storytelling etc so uh, right. i guess if you're really gonna fight for hush that's not as fun of an answer but i guess because technically it is you can answer so go ahead what do you think although i think i have an idea <laughs> i mean can i can i say nightfall i mean uh, it's a, it's, I, was gonna say. I mean nightfall is a run but it's told by so many people yeah. uh, if 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 you want a a, a duo creator team um you know, if I had to, de- I don't remember which number I picked, but if I had to default to something I said on episode 50, I would say the, the Kelly Jones, Doug Munch. Yeah. Run. I mean, that, books because that is a very like iconic duo. It's, you know, they, they, they had some, they had to contribute to some crossovers um, 
during their their tenure on the on the book but it's a very like singular vision kind of thing paul dini's detective run if that oh, counts man. i mean if that's you gold. I mean, yeah that's a really good one um you know i don't know if batman meant like bat the batman title um but but that's that's a really good batman one. or detective batman detective uh so i would definitely go go with that one um and then the strange apparitions was mostly detective also wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah so those would those would be kind of my but that one always gets me because it's you know technically of it's not that many issues six issues of those two yeah that's it and yet the impact yeah i think some honorable mentions and if anybody chose these of course that works um denny o'neill neil adams for sure yeah i think uh strange apparitions like we just said uh kelly jones doug doug mensch yeah or doug morrison, m is how i'd always reference morrison uh, love him or hate him morrison had a run <laughs> morrison had quite a run and it stands out because it's unlike anything that we'd ever seen before uh yeah. snyder and capolo's run was really good yes. and for modern times i i think it, that was very very important to batman yeah i agree um very important to batman my favorite is probably alan grant norm brayfogel it's probably my favorite. I feel like you can't it doesn't have a it doesn't have a court of vowels. It doesn't have a Joker's five way revenge. It doesn't have all yeah. strange you know, strange apparitions, but for yeah. me that that is just such a look it up on DC Universe Infinite and just mm-hmm. read anything written by Grant illustrated by Bray Fogle and they're just solid. It's solid. just a solid team. And you know, things like that, or like the, the Chuck, I mean, you recently read it, right? The, the Chuck Dixon, um, Graham Nolan run, like anything that they wrote is like solid. And they did yeah. all kinds of really good, like single issues that feed into the next issue that set up the next issue kind of things. Like that's, that's really good stuff too. In my opinion, we were just spoiled in the nineties with comics. Mm. <laughs> we, yeah. were, we were spoiled. Um, it was time to be alive. And I know that there's probably some people listening. Right now. How could you guys not say Scott Snyder and Greg Boyle? I know. Apologies. Because we were born in 1987, yep. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 86, quiet. 87. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there, there you go. Um, good call. I support your answer. Whether Great. you give a shit or not. Nick Zednick, <laughs> also from Let's Go. Uh, he asks. Aside from Tim Sale, you get to create an animated series or movie inspired by a comic's art. What is it and why? Gee, I wonder why he said aside from Tim Sale. What? Oh, because he's asking <laughs> you. I, I, was, I was actually confused by that. I was like, why? Okay, I get it. Yeah. Mm. Do you have one right away or? I do. Okay, go um, for it. I mean, the, the cool thing is that like a lot of the obvious choices at this point are are taken up because like we've, we've got your one with the Mazza Kelly kind of influences. We, we even have a good Darwin cook thing with um, new frontier. We have the dark Knight returns, which is probably still the best animated movie we have. That's stylistically looks like the, looks source like material. the yeah, I would, I would think so. That mm-hmm. captures the feel of it, you know, as an overall piece. Um, I think, you know, I might honestly go back to just refer back to the one of my answers from the last question and, and say, like, take like the Kelly Jones, like red Batman, red rain trilogy or something and Ooh. really blow it out and make it super stylized. And you could do like Batman, Batman as a Batman Dracula kind of thing um, and get those like deep, like shapes and darkness. I mean, you could go really c- cool. You could do cool stuff with that, I think make it real stylized you know do the, the whole batman ninja route but but do it like you know like a horror movie i think that'd be cool nice good call uh so no tim sale i totally wasn't even i was spacing and just thinking of the strictly batman only in name and i was going to say like you know darwin cook of that deja vu story that i'd mentioned in doing a a throwback like batman vu. series the short story that was in my favorite Batman stories uh-huh. that I mentioned, you know, uh-huh. um, that look of Batman, which could fit in, you know, 1939 setting. Uh, but it looks like the one shot we got for the 
the image we got for the upcoming Batman animated series. It looks like that. Ooh, so, I love that. Yeah, I I hope I would, that that series it. Uh, it had, you know, to that end, like having something like the, like the the Matt Wagner Dark Moon Rising books uh, translated into to animation would be really cool. Because a few years ago they did that Superman. No, they did like a Batman one too. They did like a Batman. It's a Batman seventy like, fifth anniversary. I think. Yeah, it was back a Batman black 75th. and white. Yeah, and it was a Bruce Tim like mm-hmm. produced thing. Yeah, if we had a whole series like that, which we maybe we'll get something closer to that once we get the, the Cape Crusader. Is it called Batman Cape Crusader? That new yeah series. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so, but I need to give an answer uh, oh. because <laughs> I, I mean I kind of did, but I, I always like to let me give you something different than what what you already said and turtles. I, <laughs> uh Bermejo's would never happen it, oh, it would take it would take would way too much for... time but it would be you know you could do a, if oh you could probably you know how to do Bermejo would be if you got like a really good like a blur studio or or, or something and and had people do um like 3d models and do like a computer animated <gasps> version of it like a oh. like if you got like the rock steady type of thing where you did like good 3d models and that that way you could do like you would have to to model the characters once and get good harsh lighting and stuff and then you would animate that i think that is how you could pull off um just think of it like an alita battle angel thing and then you just yeah that's how you would do it um i think that would be possible a cg big budget libra mayho thing you could that that's how you would make that that man's the only one that could maybe do that too because that's that's a risk on a budget for animation, but who, who? is king. No, just like if, if they're going to try something that ambitious, yeah. it's going to be expensive. Uh, yeah. Batman could maybe be the only one, but let's keep it. Yes. One, Matt Wagner's dark moon rising. Yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a, my answer. Yeah, my second, my runner three, up three freaking answers there Four. I don't know how many. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Nick Zednick. Apparently that was a tough question. Uh, and this is our last one. I don't know his name because it was through an email. Um, but it says Orion. So maybe we're back in Kirby first. Um, he says, I blame you for this. And he submitted a picture that he had bought the Batman by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, sir. Uh, wise choice. Great choice. Uh, he says, but on to my question, given you've already discussed the long Halloween and dark victory, what do you think of haunted nights and when in Rome? Hmm. Hmm. Would you like to go first? Well, I believe well. I've only read haunted night. Wait, haunted night is, is like a collection, right? Of like the three. Yes. Uh, Halloween specials they did. I don't think I've read all three of them to be honest. And I don't what? have, yeah, I think I've read like a couple of them. Oh, it's Mr. not Hops. been like, yeah, I think uh, I've got a, it's on my list of things to like actually read. I think maybe, maybe for, it, did that not even get, co- did that get covered last year uh, in the Halloween? The the Mad Hatter story did with Pete. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I haven't really read, reread it and all of yes. them enough to know like, oh yeah, it's great. But of course it's probably good. <laughs> when in Rome is the Catwoman story, right? Yeah, I have read that. It was good. But it uh doesn't it spin off into like the, the Catwoman like, like solo series? Isn't it like that, a setup for that? That much I don't know. So Haunted Night consisted of Fears, Madness, and Ghosts. Uh Fears dealt with Scarecrow, Madness was Mad Hatter. That's the one that Pete and I covered for the month of October last year. And then ghosts is a Christmas Carol basically, except at Halloween. Uh, and then when in Rome was supposed to, cause that was at the time of dark victory and dark victory basically sends Selena off to her story. And when in Rome, cause they were supposed to come out concurrently, but Tim sale had realized like, I can't do both of these series at the same time. And so then mm. when in Rome basically came out quite a ways later, but the art in that one is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think because they almost use like a watercolor too, for a bunch of the art. Yeah. It is, 
yeah and that's a really good story even though there's no batman it's a it's a damn good story um haunted night i love haunted night of the three i guess between long halloween dark victory and haunted night i guess it comes third but look what it's yeah look what it's behind like yeah good lord it, is, it was it was made, they were made first too right mm-hmm. yeah they were what made archie goodman say i love what you do with mobsters why don't you guys make a story and they're like yes. we didn't do anything with mobsters um yeah so i think it's a, it's a very they're very good whenever i do the the double dose you know the long halloween dark victory i just continue on with haunted nikes I'm, like, well, I'm gonna i'm gonna continue this so yeah and in dark victory in a in interview for the absolute the guy had asked jeff Loeb about it and Loeb had even said you know as far as like if there's ever going to be a sequel and he's like oh, i'll never say never you know that shit and i'm like come on <laughs> come on <laughs> give us something one more please yeah yeah but i don't know i don't it's probably not gonna happen either <laughs> <laughs> all well, this good stuff we it's like a recent more. interview where he said he might do some another thing it was 2013 mm. the interview was for the absolute edition and i'm pretty sure it was conducted that year um and yeah he said something never for never let me grab it i wonder if that was before or after he became the big wig at marvel <laughs> you know yeah, which which he's not anymore so he's got time in oh his, right? so he's not anymore <laughs> oh see so I, I missed that part yeah uh i have a marvel a big marvel comics friend who was very happy that he thought he felt like um Loeb was ruining marvel <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i'm pretty sure it was for I apologize if I'm if I'm not correct. I guess it doesn't say. This is absolute Batman Dark Victory, a conversation with Richard Starkings and Jeff Lowe because mm. Starkings was the color. Yes. Um, and yeah, the very last page, Starkings said, will you and Tim ever revisit the early years of Batman's career or do you feel you've said everything that you wanted to say? And Loeb says, we never say never, but is there a long Halloween three story? Someday, dot, dot, dot. So mm. even more than never seen ever, he says someday. So someday, that probably means Scott probably got an idea. Maybe they'll get to it if they ever get to it. Maybe. Yeah, I just feel like be grad if they ever did, they could it, do it. It would be someday. awesome for sure. But I mean, sale. I feel like artists once they get into, they just get called for covers. They they're probably just like chilling. I'm just gonna do a yeah. cover. I'm gonna get paid for it. I'm good. That's my yeah. life now. And yeah. why put myself under this harsh deadline of like the ball Bolins, like you know, kind of like semi-retired, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. I, I wish that they would do one more. The pressure, I mean, take my money now. The pressure though. I know. It'd be Oof. I just want everything to do the the Earth One Volume Three models, like just kind of do it in secret and then announce it when it's like three months away. You know, be like, oh my God, it's <laughs> yeah. done. It's almost like how a bunch of streaming stuff does their shows now too. You know, Netflix yeah, or even video like, games. Like, hey, by the, the end of the month, this is out. Yeah, or like oh. video video games these days. Like games take, you know, four, five, six years to get to make. But now like the popular thing is to like, don't announce it until it's like pretty much ready to go. <laughs> Gotham Knights. I mean, uh, yeah, you tease I somebody in 2020 and say 2021 and we're like, oh, it's okay. Metroid Prime 4, looking it's, at you. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, like, it's coming out in like quarter three and then they're like, yeah, we were just kidding the following yeah. year and we're not even going to tell you like what which quarter. And it's, yeah, it was the pandemic. That's what messed them up. Which, okay, that that's uh, excusable, I guess. I don't know. Who the hell am I to even say that? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Hawk, excusable. Excusable. I, you have a pass for now. <laughs> I'll allow it. With all me of time my... to save up for a PS5. <laughs> Give me time to try and find one. I know. Still. Still looking. Uh, that's the end of our questions. My goodness. What a fun show. Yeah, did. those are... I like questions. Um, and I hope there's some kind of value in this, or maybe people yeah. don't want to write anymore. So, man, your opinions suck. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be you great. You just say long Halloween. I tried to rule out the long Halloween. You still answer. I rule it long out, Halloween. and somehow you bring it back up. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Haas, thanks for returning to the show. Of course. This is not the last that we're going to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait until we get the next the next um, shoot return under mm-hmm. underway finalized all that mm-hmm. whatever uh if the if the audience here would like to hear more of your 
of your voice or read your Ooh. words of wisdom and such? Where can they Ooh. do that? Well, if you'd love to read my words of wisdom or, or, or three letters that just mean that I'm laughing at something, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter at um, uh, SMB underscore Ryan. That is me on Twitter. Uh, the SMB stands for Super Mario Brothers, oh. as in the Super Mario Brothers, the movie archive website, and it's on Twitter at SMB Movie. And of course, the the good old Batman Podcast Network, which I just retweet stuff from all the all the fun Batman Podcast Network shows, is on Twitter at BatPod Network. And I'm also uh, part of the Robin Everyone Loves Drake Podcast on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. They're also part of the Batman Podcast Network. We just came out with a brand new show today, uh, and it's uh, where we wrapped up talking about Batman Legacy, which is one of the the more memorable uh, you know uh, <laughs> there he is <laughs> hasn't of, made his appearance yet he he he, he almost missed his window there was, uh, batman legacy one of the better uh batman crossovers <laughs> in the 90s where bane comes back so check that out too excellent booyah booyah uh, as for me you can follow the batman book club on twitter at the batman bc also on instagram at the batman bc for upcoming episodes um new episodes and sometimes even some giveaways uh, you can also follow me on Twitter personally at Lauer underscore Ryan Lauer spelled like lower. You can go to Batman on film and see all of my posts uh, for um, reviews. And uh, recently still up, Bill and I interviewed the writer of the long Halloween part one, Tim Sheridan is a mm. very fun uh, discussion. Thank you. Uh, yeah. He was awesome. He's very passionate. He's very knowledgeable. Um, it was a great interview. So I highly, highly recommend you look that up and, and give it a listen because he gives a lot of information and also makes us feel like part two is forever away when in reality it's not because I can't wait for part two. <laughs> if you want to write in for questions or comments, uh, you can write in at the BatmanBC at gmail.com. And if you would like to support the show, you can do that by purchasing some merchandise on TeePublic. The story has uh, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, notebooks, flags, onesies for your young ones, anything you want to proudly show that you are a fan of the Batman Book Club. But if you'd like to support the show and don't want to spend any money, that is 100% A-okay. Just please rate and review the show on Apple Podcast page. The link to that page to rate and review is in the description of this episode. The more reviews we get, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic so for ryan haas i am ryan lauer and until next time read more <laughs> <laughs>